Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, you have caused the scriptures to be written. You breathe them out for our sake so that we might know you, know your love, know your grace, and so that we might walk your paths of righteousness and truth. So we pray now that you would help us to be attentive to your word, humble as we hear it, and be willing to be changed. We pray, Holy Spirit, you would take the words of Scripture and apply it into our lives in such a way that we don't just hear it and then forget it, but that we are transformed. And so we pray that you would do this for our sake and for your good. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, today we're looking at the topic of patience. Patience. And I want to be right up front and say that I am not a patient person. I am not a patient person. You ask my friends, ask my family members, and uh, I am not patient. If you were to list all the ways I am least like Jesus, I think this would be one of them. If I go to a cafe and they take too long to make my coffee, unless it's some hipster cafe with a queue out the front, I'm not going back. If I come to an escalator and people are standing on the right-hand side and I can't overtake, I get annoyed. Uh, If people are walking too slow, it bugs me. How do they not have somewhere to go? And when, even though I remember dial-up internet, I remember rolling out the cable and plugging it to the back of the computer and waiting for a minute for it to connect and every web page would take 20 seconds to load. Even though I remember that, Now, if my internet is going at 4G speed instead of 5G, I get impatient. So I just want to say right up front that I need to grow in this area. Uh, God's given me a wife that's very patient. She needs to be because she's married to me. Uh, She balances me out. But this is an area I need to grow in. I wonder if that's you as well. I think our whole culture is just wired towards things happening quicker and quicker. So if you're going to order something online... You pick the company that's going to get it to you the fastest. Or if your phone's getting slow, you upgrade it to a new one. It's just how our culture is. Things happening faster and quicker. And so I think it's easy to be impatient. The thing is, though, we need patience. Because I think the most important things in life often require patience. If you want to be a good friend and stick with someone through the highs and low, you need patience. If you want to have a flourishing marriage, you need patience. If you want to be a good worker that perseveres and takes on the challenges, you need endurance and patience. If you want to be a a loving parent, you need patience. Rather than grumbling, getting irritable, getting angry. Ephesians 4 verse 1 says... As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. We need patience, but it's very hard. So how do we grow in it? How do we grow to be more patient people? I think we need to look up, look back, and look forward. Look up, look back, look forward. Firstly, let's look up, upwards to our great 
God. If we want to grow up, grow in patience, we need to look upwards to God. I think a lot of our impatience actually comes down to the fact that we're proud. We're proud. We have put ourselves in the place of God. We think we know exactly how things should happen and the timing that they should happen. And so when things don't go in the way that we think they should happen, and they don't go according to the timing that we think they should happen, we get grumpy, we get irritable, we get impatient. So I'm there on the freeway last week going to work, and there's traffic bumper to bumper, and I'm getting impatient. Because I'm thinking to myself, I need to be at work on time, and no one else should be on the road getting in my way. You see? Do you see how, how pride is often at the root of impatience? What I think we need to do is, is remember who God is. The God who is, is perfect. His ways are perfect. His plans are loving. We need to take ourselves off the throne and put God in that place. That, I think, is the beginning of patience, humbling ourselves. So let's do that. Let's take ourselves off the throne and look upwards to God. What is God like? He is patient. He is patient. Uh, You may not think about that word to describe God, but that's who he is. He's patient. In Exodus 34, verse 6, which is our theme verse for this series, Moses asks, God tells Moses what he's like. And this is what he says, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. That word, slow to anger, is describing God's patience. Actually, the original language says long-nostrilled. Long-nostrilled. It's describing you know, when you are about to lose your temper and, and you take a, a big breath and your nostrils flare and you're about to unleash, that's what it's capturing there as opposed to when you're patient and breathing slowly through your nose. That's what it's capturing there. God is, he is he's patient. He's slow to anger. Now, sometimes God does get angry. You read the Bible, there are times God gets angry. It's always just anger, righteous anger, holy anger. But overall, he's slow to anger. He's not like my toddler. I gave my toddler a red bowl uh, a few weeks ago. He wanted the green bowl, and before I knew it, he was kicking and screaming on the floor. God is not like that. He doesn't have temper tantrums. He doesn't have bad days. You don't have to tip around on eggshells wondering if he's going to blow up. He has a a long fuse, not a short fuse, like often you and I have. He's slow to anger. He's patient. I mean, remember the context. Just two chapters before, God says that he's patient, slow to anger. Two chapters before, the Israelites worship a golden calf. After all God had done for them, rescuing them from Egypt, parting the Red Sea, How do they respond? They worship a golden calf. If I were God, I'd give up on them. If I were God, I'd lose my patience. But instead, he describes himself 
slow to anger, the patient God. And across the whole of the Old Testament, we see this. We see this constant cycle of God being loving and kind and generous, the people responding with idolatry, disobedience, ignoring God, God forgiving and being kind and generous. The whole cycle goes over and over again. I love what Jeremiah the prophet says. It just captures God's patience. Jeremiah the prophet says, Jeremiah 25, he says, For 23 years, from the 13th year of Josiah, son of Amon, king of Judah, until this very day, the word of the Lord has come to me, and I have spoken to you again and again, but you have not listened. And though the Lord has sent all his servants, the prophets, to you again and again, you have not listened or paid any attention. Perhaps you say something like that to your kids, if you've got kids, that they're not listening. That's God. He sends so many prophets warning and encouraging, and the people don't listen. God is so patient. And God is patient towards you and I. You see, you and I, we may not have served golden calves, but we've failed God. We have sinned. We've broken his commands. And if you think about it, God could have implemented a three-strike system. He could have said to every single one of us, you get three strikes and you're out. Three strikes, and he could smite us, couldn't he? He could have been a God that if we keep failing him and keep ignoring him or rejecting him, he smites us then and there. After all, he's, he's God. God can do what he wants. He's just. He hates sin. But that's not what he's like. That's not what he's like. He is patient. He gives us the opposite of what we deserve. I mean, even if God gave us a 50-strike system, we might last a month, maybe, before we use up all the chances. No. He's constantly patient, constantly giving us what we do not deserve, showering on us his love and his grace. Psalm 103, verse 8, says that the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbour his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. And God is patient. If you want to grow in patience, the answer is look to God. When someone troubles you, when someone annoys you, rather than having a short fuse... Look to God. When your coworker at work is eating loudly on the desk next to you and you struggle to focus and it's just bugging you, when your spouse refuses to listen to you and keeps leaving their mess around the house, no matter how many times you've asked, when the child disobeys you once again, when the friend lets you down, remember God, the patient one, slow to anger. Or perhaps there's something in your life that you've been waiting for that just hasn't happened according to the timing you wanted. You've been praying for a breakthrough, praying for good news about a promotion or, or good news about your health or good news about a relationship starting or changing 
and the timing has not gone according to your timing. And rather than grumbling, actually looking to God, trusting him, trusting his timings, and that he is the patient God, and praying, God, would you make me like you? That's what I need to do. I need to pray that God makes me more patient just like him. Yesterday I was with my family and we were, go- we were going down to visit people down in south of Sydney. And I'm impatient, so I always want to go on the toll roads. I want to get there as quick as possible. But every time Christine and I have the same debate, because she's patient and she wants to go on the, on the ways without tolls. Anyway, she won yesterday. And so we were sitting there in bumper-to-bumper traffic, and I felt myself getting tense because we were late. And I said to Christine, it's good I'm preaching on, faith, on, on patience tomorrow because otherwise I think I'd be grumbling right now. I have been struck. I need to be praying. I have been praying, God, forgive me for my impatience. Would you make me more like you? That's the first step, I think, to patience. I'll look up. Look up to our patient God. Number two, look backwards. Look backwards to the cross. The most patient person who ever lived was Jesus Christ. In Jesus' life, I think we see two types of patience that you and I need today. The first one is patience in suffering. There are going to be things that you and I go through which are incredibly hard. Some of you have gone through things like that. Some of you are. Jesus Christ, he was on the way to the cross, and we see him go through immense suffering. We see his enemies slander him and insult him, and he stays patient. We see his disciples be hopeless, not listen, and he stays patient. We see him endure whips and lashes and abuse, nails through his hands. And he doesn't retaliate, he stays patient. And as he suffered on the cross, he could have called down an army of angels, couldn't he? He could have destroyed all his enemies then and there. But he did not. He patiently endured. He didn't grumble. He didn't turn his back on God. But even though it was incredibly hard, you see him weeping in the Garden of Gethsemane, he he persevered, patiently trusting his Father's plan. I think Jesus is our example in the New Testament of patient suffering, patient endurance. But we also see another aspect of his patience. It's his patience with our sin. He bears our sin. That's what I think patience is. Patience, I think, is bearing with the, uh, the, the, the annoyance of others, or the hurts of others, or the sins of others. So if you've, you're sitting next to a coworker and they're doing something annoying, they're clicking their pen. You know those people that just click, 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 and they keep doing it over and over again, and it is bugging you. But you, you bear with it. 
you know, you kind of you kind of try to live with it and you bear with it until it gets to that point where you can't bear it any longer. And that's impatience. Patience is, is bearing with something. <coughs> and Jesus Christ, as he hung on the cross, what he was doing was a bearing the weight of our failures, of our sin on his shoulders. Every time we have failed God and broken his commands, he bore it all on his shoulders, dying the perfect sacrifice so that we could walk free, so that you and I don't have to bear it. You and I don't have to bear the penalty of what we have done. You and I don't have to bear death, but Jesus has borne it for us. He loves us so much, he would willingly die for you and me. That is the patience of Jesus. If you're a Christian here, you are a recipient of the patient forgiveness of Christ who bore with your failings and bore with your sins and paid for it by his blood. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. The Apostle Paul says this, Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Are you able to say that? If you're a follower of Jesus, you've been saved, you have eternal life, Christ has shown you immense patience by saving you and rescuing your soul. Now, when we grasp that, when we grasp how much Jesus has borne for us, how much he's forgiven us, I think it shows us how we can be patient with the failings of others. When people hurt us or fail us, when your spouse bugs you or your child or a friend betrays you, rather than holding a grudge or getting bitter or snapping or getting quick to anger, we know the patient forgiveness of God. And so we are called to show that patient forgiveness to others. Look upwards to God. Look backwards to Jesus and his patient suffering and forgiveness. And lastly, we look forwards. If we want to grow in patience, we look forwards to Jesus' return. James chapter 5 verse 7 says this, Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. I don't know about you, but I can't wait for Jesus to come back. I cannot wait to be in his presence. But we're called to be patient for that day. We're called to be patient for that day. Here's why that matters. You may be going through a trial right now that is so great People hurting you, 
pain, suffering, sickness. But because Jesus is coming back, you know it's going to be okay in the end. You know justice is going to come, that wrongs will be put to right, that you will enter eternal joy. And so what we're called to do is remembering Jesus is coming back. We're patient for that day. It helps us endure. It helps us press on. Because we know the day is coming. But why doesn't he come sooner? You ever ask that? If, if God's promised that Jesus is going to come back and it's going to be so great, why hasn't he done it yet? That's what the false teachers in the time of 2 Peter were saying. They were saying, look, Jesus hasn't come back yet. He's probably never coming back. Give up. The answer is because God is patient. We come full circle. Why has Jesus not come back yet? Because God is patient. Have a look at 2 Peter 3. That was our second reading. Verse 8 says, Do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. What does it say? God's timing is different to ours. For him, a day is like a thousand years. A thousand years is like a day. Why has Jesus not come back? Because God is patient and he wants people to return to him. He wants people, he does not want anyone to be, he does not want anyone to perish, to, to face an eternity in hell without Jesus. He's a gracious God. That's why he gave up his son for us. That's why he loves, he showed such an, a lavish display of love. He longs to save people. And so he's delayed the day Jesus returns so that as many people as possible may place their trust in him and repent. But his patience has a use-by date. His patience has an expiry date. There will be a day when Jesus returns, when our God will pour out the anger of his judgment, a holy anger, a just anger against sin and evil. And so now we have what I think is our window of patience, where the incredible loving God has his arms wide open, desperately calling people to come to him. He, he went to the extent of giving up his son for us. The patient God has withheld judgment. You know, every day we wake up in the morning is evidence of God's patience. Every day. Giving people an opportunity to come to him. If you're here this afternoon and you haven't yet put your trust in Jesus, I'm not saying you haven't come to church. I'm saying you haven't personally trusted Jesus and repented of your sins. Our God is full of love and compassion. He is patient and his arms are open.
But the window of patience is not forever. The time is short. Would you trust him now and receive his, his mercy and grace before it is too late? For those of us who are Christians, this is why we want to share the love of Jesus with our friends, our family, with our community. This is why. Because our incredible, loving, gracious God is patient. He does not want anyone to perish. But there will be a day when Jesus does return. Friends, we need patience. It starts with God. He is the patient one, slow to anger. We see it in Jesus as he patiently endured suffering and bore our sin and our failings. We're spurred on in patient endurance as we look to the return of Christ and as we share the good news. I've been challenged by how impatient I am. Can I encourage all of us? I think the best way to get patient is pray. It's praying. But it says in Galatians 5 that patience is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So if you're a Christian, you've got the Holy Spirit in you, and the Holy Spirit is transforming you, and one of the fruits is patience. And so let's pray for our own lives. I encourage you to do it. God, would you forgive me for my impatience? Would you, Holy Spirit, Transform me so that I'm no longer quick-tempered, no longer irritable, no longer impatient, no longer having a short fuse with my kids and my family, with my spouse and my colleagues. God, grow in me the, the patient fruit of the Spirit. And the reason we need to pray that is because that is what God is like. Patient, slow to anger abounding in love. Amen. Let's pray together. God, we thank you so much that you have shown us your patience, that you have not given us what our sins deserve, but that you have forgiven us and gave up your son for us. Please forgive us for the times we have been irritable, quick-tempered, impatient, overly frustrated, grumbling. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would transform our hearts so that we are patient. Make us more like you. Make us patient like you, God. We long to be transformed more and more into your image. We pray this in Jesus' name.